0: Avengers Endgame is the latest film to blow up cinemas and we're reviewing that alongside our thoughts on the new Star Wars Episode 9 trailer in this episode of Cheerful Ghost Radio. Cheerful Ghost Radio is a podcast from the Cheerful Ghost community about interesting stuff in gaming and other various bits of nerdery. Hi, my name's John Dotson, and today I'm joined by Tim and Travis. And in this episode, we're going to be reviewing Avengers Endgame. And in celebration of the film's runtime, we're going to make this show three hours long. So put on your Captain America shirts and Loki horn hats, because where we're going, we don't need roads but before we do that, we're going to get into what we've been playing and watching. And we're going to start with Tim. Tim, what have you been playing and what have you been watching?
1: All right. So the last time we covered this question, I think I had mentioned that I'd started playing, uh, you know, a little indie hit called Skyrim. Uh, <clears throat> it's kind of a long game, so uh, I'm still plugging away on that one a little bit here and there. Uh, my kids have also picked up Terraria, which, you know, fans of Cheerful Ghost know is a uh, something that we're uh, we're big fans of we've had we a couple a different or two yeah yeah a couple yeah. hundred hours um <laughs> we've run several uh official cheerful ghost servers you know here and there and uh we'll probably do it again when the new update hits but uh watch my kids play it uh, has been kind of fun watching them discover it and uh when i've had a chance i've been jumping on and playing with them so that's been really cool
0: you know tim so i've been watching uh so i log into steam sometimes during the middle of the day just to you know just to you know uh, update the client or whatnot and it's funny because i see you and your wife playing the game and i'm like but it's not me and her no it's the kids <laughs> i know i'm like wow man you have a really amazing work schedule you can play video games at 11 a.m or 3 p.m or whatever
1: and then it was yeah, funny the kids because- had a spring break this last week so oh, they played the a lot during the day <laughs> right so one day for
0: lunch because i work from home i got on uh terraria and i hopped in and i talked to your kids and i saw your your um your terraria village and the stuff that they're building it's actually really cool so it's very fun to do that
1: oh yes i have lots of uh uh we'll say constructive criticism about some of the village or you know the village that they've been building there (laughs) i keep trying to tell them to raise everything up off the ground uh before they get to hard mode but you know what do i know <laughs> uh I've also just recently picked up uh the Spider-Man game on PlayStation 4. Um oh. not very far in it at all, but so far I'm liking it a lot. It's it's really fun. The uh the mechanics of just swinging around the city, I don't think I'm going to get tired of that anytime soon.
2: No, I think if if the game showed you Like how many hours you've played versus how many hours you've spent just swinging around the city. I probably have like 25% just messing around with swinging is so much fun. (laughs) (laughs) Yes.
1: So as far as what I've been watching, nothing real of note here. Um, Me and my wife just recently went through the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina season two. Um, I think season one overall was a stronger season. But season two was still a lot of fun. It started off pretty strong, got really weird in the middle, but then ended kind of on a high note. So uh, I'm still excited for season three, if and when it ever comes along. Uh, and then of course, Game of Thrones, the final season. At the time of recording, um, we're just a couple hours away from the third episode, mm-hmm. which is going to be the big, the big <sighs> battle. I am so excited. Um, I I can't wait. <laughs> it's a good thing we have this uh podcast to record in the meantime to kind of help uh pass the time because i i am so excited (laughs) that's about it for what
2: i've been playing and watching
1: thank you travis
2: well i think i mentioned last episode last month um that we were running through game of thrones like from season one all the way up to present just to catch up on it. And also going through the MCU um, to catch up before Endgame. And my wife was out of town for a week, and then she got the flu. So we got really way behind. So I haven't had a lot of time to do much except watch those things. Um, I was really glad to catch up, like, do the entire MCU rewatch before Endgame. I feel like, you know, we'll get into that more later in the episode. But that really helped, I think, to have some of that fresh... When watching Endgame, and man, just watching it all over the span of like a couple months, it's impressive how those how everything was really well connected. Uh, I think it's kind of something you can kind of miss when you don't think about the little details of a movie you saw like three years ago. But seeing them all back to back, it's it's really special. Um, yeah, Tim, like you said, Game of Thrones. We've been, I've been watching that live. That's one of the few things that we haven't kind of pushed aside. And man. Episode two of this season was just kind of like nothing bad happened yet, but you can just feel the tension where like anybody could just like die in episode three. <laughs> like they gave everybody a goodbye scene pretty much just to kind of throw you off, I think, so you don't know who's going to die. And man, tonight's episode is, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm kind of looking forward to it because it's going to be a big epic episode, but I'm oh yeah. Who's gonna die?
1: Oh yeah, I'm scared for all my favorite characters.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, also, Star Trek Discovery just wrapped, and we did manage to keep up with that. Uh, we just just actually finished it out this afternoon. And season two of the Discovery is way better than season one, and I really like season one. Uh, I loved how everything tied up. The only question that I have is I'm not really sure how they go into season three. I don't want to give any spoilers or anything, but they kind of closed it off. This would be a perfect time to end the series. Um, As for what I've been playing, not much. Like I said, we've been dedicating so much time to these rewatches. Uh, I've been keeping up with Fallout 76 a bit here and there, and... That's about it on the you know hardcore gaming, gaming but uh, Egg Incorporated released an update recently. They added two new eggs, and I was all excited to get to the last egg like a month and a half ago, and now it's, it's going to be like months before I can get those. It's insane how difficult those last ones are, but there, there's apparently a new update coming out in a couple weeks as well where they're adding some more stuff, so good to see that they're still developing that. It's like a three-year-old game, but they're still going. It's pretty cool. That's about it for me.
0: Yeah, I think it's great when developers can still make games that people love playing, you know, and adding content and that kind of thing. So that's cool. Um, So what I've been playing has also been pretty light with all 'all. y'all. I've been working a lot on Cheerful Ghost's first game that we haven't announced. And I think we're going to probably announce it next month. Um, So that'll be well, we're going to announce what the game is and that kind of thing. We've talked about that we're making one, not exactly what it is. And start talking a little bit more about the details, because I think we're um, yeah, it's making a lot of progress and I'm really enjoying it. So I've been spending a lot of my free time doing that Um, when I haven't been, you know, making the game that I'm really excited for people to play. um, I've been playing Elder Scrolls Blades a little bit, and I talked about that a little bit more, but mostly just kind of getting in there and, you know, collecting the daily thing out of the store, you know, that you get for free and occasionally dropping a quest or whatnot. And also Borderlands Game of the Year Enhanced Edition. So that's Oh, man, if I had so much more time, this is the game that I would be playing. It's the version of Borderlands that I've wanted for a while, which is, you know, you know, you know, sort of a remaking of the original game with enhanced graphics and and it's got, you know, the the golden key system in there from that you can you know, you can continue to get golden keys from, you know, as Gearbox drops. And it's just such an amazing port of the game. Uh, I really, really have enjoyed it. There are some. It, it doesn't run. It didn't run out of the box very well. So there's some, you know, steam guides for how to get that running pretty quickly. But if you've got like the PlayStation version or um, the Xbox version or whatnot, you know, that sort of works out of the box pretty well. But once you you know flip a few bits, it's not too bad. But that version is just incredible. Like I said, if I had a lot more time, I'd be playing that a bunch more. So um, in terms of what I've been watching, you know, I sort of have a pretty huge movie library and I like to come back and rewatch a lot of films one movie that I came back to recently is Alien Covenant I just really kind of wanted to go back and give that another watch it was really good I really like it I think my only thought about that movie now is it's a little dark (laughs) which I guess that's really what those films are in general but I think that when I watch it it's um it's it's really fun and I and I've heard you know after Disney recently made the whole you know, acquisition of 20th century Fox film and the TV assets legit that Ridley Scott was actually signing on to do more alien films in it, even a post Disney world, which I'm pretty excited about. I'd like to see the conclusion to sort of the Prometheus and David saga, I guess. Um, so that would be really cool. So um, I also rewatched Edge of Tomorrow or Live, Die, Repeat, depending on, you know, what you've consumed. This is sort of the Tom Cruise sci fi movie. Have you all seen Edge of Tomorrow? I did. I have
2: not seen that one, no.
0: Travis, bad, bad Travis. <laughs> you need, you need to watch this movie. It's, it's, really okay. it's, it's kind of a crime you haven't seen it. I mean, it's like, I don't want to say anything about it. I, I think you should come into it not knowing anything about it. And then I can't wait to hear what you have to say about it. I don't okay. want to say anything about it now, but you need to wa- run to watch this movie. Um, <sighs> yeah, it's so-
1: you and I, Travis, we've discussed that we, we like a lot of the same movies and shows. Yeah, uh, in fact, yeah. we share a lot of in-jokes and uh, memes from the shows that we watch together. <laughs> but um, yeah, it, as somebody who likes a lot of the same stuff you do, I can highly recommend Edge of Tomorrow.
2: Awesome. Yeah.
0: You, you could even just skip to buy it if you wanted. But anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> just watch it. Um, So let's talk about a couple of things that are on uh, Netflix recently. So I watched The Highwaymen, which is a new Netflix movie um, starring Kevin Costner and Woody Harrelson about two Texas Rangers who are kind of in the old era where, um, you know, you'd sort of sort of between sort of like the Wild West and the new sort of 1900s. Era where you know you're moving into a more modern version of you know policing in the United States and and catching outlaws. The Highwaymen is about the people that tracked down and killed Bonnie and Clyde, and it's really interesting. It's a really kind of cool movie. It reminds me of you know, I mean, you, you just kind of think about old Costner movies like The Untouchables, where he's kind of you know trying to take down Al Capone, I believe. And this movie is sort of in that way, but it's it's if it's if the high it's if law men were super old trying to do this. And it, and I really like how they doubled down on their old trying to catch people who are very, very young, Bonnie and Clyde being extremely young. And they also go into some details about Bonnie and Clyde, which I didn't know about. The movie's not about Bonnie and Clyde. It's about the people finding them and, you know, who they were and the celebrity of Bonnie and Clyde. And it's kind of like it treats Bonnie and Clyde at like they're like horror, like like, it's like a horror film when they're on screen. They don't you don't even see them. It's like they're it's it's weird how they treat them as like horror villains almost uh, or like a force to be reckoned with. That's not human because they don't even, again, focus on their face or anything. It's just them. And when they're it's, it's hard to explain but when they're killing people, they don't even show them. Really, it's weird. And then it's like given the horror treatment. But the movie's not a horror film. It's actually kind of um, a road trip kind of movie. So it's interesting. It's not the greatest film ever, but if you're looking for a nice Netflix movie to watch, that's kind of fun. I recommend The Highwaymen. And I'll get into another Netflix movie that I don't recommend called The Dirt. It's kind of a biopic of Motley Crue, which was made with the permission and blessing of the band about their... Rise and, you know, meteoric stardom and how they kind of got off. And the movie, if you're a huge crew fan, you've already seen it. You've heard about it and that kind of thing. But I just think the movie's kind of I don't get what the point of it is. I guess biopics are about, you know, this is about the the band and, and all that kind of thing. And that's fine. But I guess maybe I just didn't care about that. I don't even know maybe why I watched this, but um, it's disgusting. <laughs> Because I don't even want to talk about what happens just right away. It's just shockingly uh, shocking. And and it's not even that doing that per se is bad or that people have sex with people a bunch or whatever It's like bad. It's just it's just I, I guess I just got the feeling like, God, I'm really glad I wasn't in that band. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? Because um, there's some terrible stuff that happens. And I don't even mean just the weird sex shit or whatever. But I don't know. I. You know, if you're looking for some, like, really interesting look at a band that just kind of lived, you know, their life and did whatever they wanted as, as as much as it influenced someone in a bad way, the dirt's for you. You know, if you're like, I want to be a rock star. Well, give it a watch. But You're going to maybe have to take five showers when you're done. Um, so I started would so na- say that
2: this movie did not kickstart your heart then.
0: <laughs> no, and I I kind of like <laughs> Motley Crue, but. Maybe yeah. less after watching. This. <laughs> uh, it does not it was not a doctor feel good moment for me. Um, so there's another Netflix documentary called The Legend of Cocaine Island. And I watched it just enough to understand the premise and then turned it off because it wasn't very interesting. But basically, the idea is there's this dude in a town who tells his friends that he found a bunch of cocaine when he was living in some other country. And it was a lot. And I guess people want to go find it. But when you learn more about the people going to find it, I'm like, I don't want to go on a ride with these people because I don't like them. So because the movie's going to be about these people that try to go find this cocaine. And it's like real people doing this real thing. And I wasn't in. Plus, it was really a slow starter. And I like the name, The Legend of Cocaine Island. Like, I'm in. I'm ready. <laughs> but just kind of just like wasn't interested. And so I turned it off about 10 minutes. So if someone makes it through, let me know what you think. Um, so. To prepare for Avengers Endgame, I watched one MCU movie. I don't know why. Well, I do kind of know why. And it was Avengers Age of Ultron. And I really like Age of Ultron. I think this movie gets dumped on way too much. I think it's classic. I think it's an amazing Avengers movie. I think it's a classic. I think Joss Whedon's I think we need more Whedon in the MCU. I don't think we're going to get it, but I really wanted more of that and come to find out, I find it to be required viewing for Endgame, actually. It really is. Yes. And I, I, I don't want to say a lot about it, but it almost might be the most important movie to go see before Endgame. I could list a few others. Weirdly, Thor the Dark World, I guess. But I, see, we're going to talk about more of that in spoilers, I suppose. But anyways, um, and I also watched Iron Man just the other day, just for fun, just to go back and watch it again after Endgame. Um, still holds up. Love it a lot. So that's what I've been playing and what I've been watching.
1: Hey everyone, this is Tim from Cheerful Ghost Radio. My co-host and I want to thank you for listening to our show. We have a lot of fun making this podcast, and I hope you enjoy it too. If you like what we're doing and you want to support us, you can do so on Patreon. Patreon is a site where people can fund the things they love. If you choose to support us at the membership level, you'll also get some awesome benefits on the Cheerful Ghost website. So head over to cheerfulghost.com, click the heart icon at the top of the page, and support us on Patreon. Thanks!
0: So Star Wars Episode 9 trailer recently dropped at Star Wars Celebration. Since I work from home, I was able to watch Stream Celebration as I was doing my job. And that was so much fun. I remember I told my boss, I'm like, they're going to do the Episode 9 panel. I'm going to watch it and I'm going to watch the trailer. And I was texting Travis and Tim in real time
1: <laughs> So I was watching yeah. this
0: trailer. <laughs> and wow, it was kind of embarrassing when I wrote. But um, I was excited. I'm gonna. I am more excited. I was more excited about episode nine than I want and was for Endgame. No question, hands down. I still am, by the way, even though I've seen Endgame already. But I wanted to talk about the episode nine trailer because it was great, and I wanted to talk a little bit about it. So, um, Tim, let's start off with some of your thoughts. Uh, episode nine: The Rise of Skywalker. That was some of the news. What Would you think of the trailer, and what do you think of the new name, The Rise of Skywalker?
1: Oh, you know, the trailer. I mean, it's all right. I watched it a few times um, (laughs) that first day and then many, many more times since then. Um, Yeah, I I I don't know. We kind of talked a little bit about it before we started recording, but there's just something about Star Wars that just like hits me right in the feels. Uh, Maybe because it was like the first franchise that I, I really loved as a as a kid it's one of my first you know science fiction movies it's just it's been such a huge influence on my childhood on the kind of you know stories that i I like um yeah star wars is just always going to have a special place with me and um i i am so excited for the new episode i'm so glad that we're going to have star wars at christmas time again um I I have no idea what's gonna happen in the new episode. There's, you know, they they played it pretty close to the chest with this uh, trailer, just like they did with the other movies, kind of to actually. You, I keep you guessing,
0: like they showed more. Okay, so if you compare this teaser to the fan, the Force Awakens teaser, I think they showed way more.
1: I guess you could make that argument because they did sh- straight up show the Death Star on Endor. Yeah, or, exactly. Uh, the forest mood of Endor. Sorry.
0: Exactly. And they so. showed, because in the first Force Awakens teaser that we got, that was starting up the whole, it was just a bunch of se- seven shots. And the real longest shot was just the Millennium Falcon flying around. and, and and Harrison Ford saying, we're ho- Chewie, we're home and everyone dying. You know what I mean? That was nothing. <laughs> that was yeah. nothing really. I mean, it, it's not that it wasn't awesome. It was an amazing trailer, but this one, Firstly, I think it's maybe the best Star Wars trailer I've ever seen in my life. And secondly, it shows kind of what they're doing a little bit, I think.
2: right? A little. Possibly. And they gave away that. I feel like, well, we're probably going to get into more of that, but I feel like the Emperor reveal, even though it wasn't a full reveal, was kind of showing their hand a little bit more than I expected for a first teaser. Um, we know we don't know what the hell that laugh is all about yet, but that was kind of big. Well, yeah, and uh, Ian McKellen was
0: on, or Ian McKellen. <laughs>
2: Gandalf.
0: So, Gandalf was there,
2: apparently. Gandalf oh, was in my Star Wars? <laughs> Ian McDermott. You heard it here first,
0: folks. Right, right, right. So, oh my God, what did I say? <laughs> um, that would be cool if he was in it, I guess, but it would be distracting, I think. But, um. So, yeah, no, after they showed the trailer at Celebration, Ian McDermott was on stage. He's like, roll it again. That was so awesome. <laughs> and that was really neat. That was really neat. So, Travis, I have a question for you. Yes. Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. What do you think about that title?
2: Uh, I think one of three things is is, is going to be. What that means? Either Luke becomes more powerful than you can possibly imagine and does something badass after death, or Kylo is redeemed early on and kind of progresses toward like a point where he can fight off the big bad, which I guess might be the Emperor. Who knows? Or we see a Hayden Christensen Force Ghost that does something really impressive. But I. Don't think that one's likely. I mean, I hope that we see a Hayden Christensen Force Ghost. I really want that, but I kind of doubt he's the Skywalker they're talking about. It's possible, though.
0: Yeah. So I think it could be a couple things. But Tim, go ahead. What were you thinking?
1: Oh, I I I was gonna say uh, I would not hold out hope for a Hayden Christensen Force Ghost. Even though I would be on board with that, and I'm saying that as somebody who is not a huge fan of the prequels, although I've Come to kind of love them in their their own special way. <laughs>
0: uh, I, you got to like all your kids, Tim. You got to like. All yeah, your exactly. Kids,
1: right? <laughs> <clears throat> but um, I my thought is it's probably going to be we're going to see a redeemed Kylo Ren. That, that's my theory about what Rise of the Skywalker means. I as think much it's as gonna- I would love to see Luke come back. I just don't think they're going to do that.
0: Well, Luke's for sure going to be in the movie because that's all new audio in the trailer. I think he's going to be in the film. Hands down. Second, unless unless that's really just trailer stuff, which is really cool that they record all new audio for a trailer like mm, that's neat. Yeah. Like they had a discussion that was in between the films. That's really in the trailer. OK, neat. But I bet
1: he's in the movie. Um, I think it. I think it I is will double- be in the movie. I just think he's oh, going to yeah. be a force ghost. Like, I don't oh, yeah, think they're going to retcon that he died. Oh no, oh no, absolutely no, no, not.
0: Definitely no, not. No, 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 they won't. He he's 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 deadsies for sure. Um I think it means two things. One is it's gonna and this is typical JJ stuff, but I think it's gonna be it's about two things. One, it's the rise of Luke Skywalker's legend and what he did and Ooh, that yeah. rallying people to the cause of the resistance. And the second thing is it's gonna be Kylo Ren basically becoming the most powerful one of the most powerful leaders in the um in the galaxy so the rise of skywalker it could mean two different things um some people are speculating that it means that maybe jj's gonna retcon that ray's a whatever i you know she's a skywalker it's like uh Probably not. And another theory I've read
2: that I don't really care for is that there will be a new order of force users called the Skywalker. Instead of being called Jedi, they'll be called Skywalker. Eh, I don't like that one as much either.
0: That's pretty on the nose. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. But I mean, you know, okay. (laughs) Could be. (laughs) So, neat. So one of the things in the trailer is at the end, and this has been sort of parody to death afterwards, but I thought it was really cool. is when Luke says no one's ever really gone and the emperor laughs. So. There's the the, the cynical nerd thing that you could do, which is, oh, you know, there's talking about, you know, bringing anyone and everyone back because it's a you know franchise. You got to do that or whatever, you know, probably some 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 reality there but i also think that you also have to deal with the fact that like carrie fisher passed as well right and um ryan johnson didn't have to handle that in his film right he 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 um dedicated it to her but you know like they're gonna have to deal with that you know and i think that could be like a couple hints right that you know carrie fisher she's not really gone she's gonna be in the movie right they might you know she might die in the movie or something like that. But then also like the thought of the old, you know, empire still looms, you know what I mean? Maybe they have to, and and you see in the trailer, right? That's sort of some idea of to maybe what's going to go down is they're going to go to the old death star and then the emperor sort of cackles in the end or whatnot. So I, I don't have a problem with if this is the end of the Skywalker saga, having it being called the rise of Skywalker again, I think it's a little bit on the nose maybe, but Um, And then also sort of bring it back around if the emperor sort of comes back around a little bit, you know, and they sort of bring it back to the original trilogy. in other ways, I think this is the movie to do it. So I don't I'm not putting on my cynical pants and saying, oh, you know, they're just bringing it out to, you know, get butts in seats or whatnot. Or, you know, because I just watched a movie called Avengers Endgame with a ton of fan service. And it's getting like a 98 percent right now on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm not going to say what kind of fan service, but there's a ton of it and it was real fun. So if they want to do the same thing in Star Wars nine, I'm not going to be like, you know, about it because whatever. It was fun. It's fun, you know. So. uh, All right. So before we recorded this, I asked Tim and Travis to come up with two crazy, insane predictions For episode nine, Travis, what are your crazy, insane predictions for episode nine? And when I mean insane, I mean, this is probably not real, but just crazy. Go ahead, Travis, which. Yeah.
2: okay. so my first one is that, you know, in episode three, uh, Palpatine tells Anakin the tragedy of Darth Plagueis, the wise. Oh, yeah. My insane theory is that Palpatine that Palpatine actually is Darth Plagueis. And Plagueis did learn how to control his own life or his own death, and he does that by transferring himself into somebody else, which was his apprentice, Palpatine. And therefore, by some sort of force magic that he knew about how to control life and death, he was able to stay alive in the fall, and that's why he's there. My second insane prediction... Holy crud, I love it. Totally nullifies my first one, and that is... (laughs) (laughs) that Snoke was actually Plagueis, who Palpatine thought he was dead, but he wasn't really. And so Snoke will come back in episode nine. I think both of those are insane and probably won't happen, but there we go.
0: I like that first one a lot. That's really cool. Tim, what you got? What's your crazy stuff?
1: Okay, I like Travis's first one too. Okay, so I actually have three theories. Two of them, well, one of them's crazy. One of them's Less crazy. And then one I think is actually likely. So we'll start off with the crazy one here. So there's a fan theory going around that Jar Jar Binks is actually a Sith Lord, and he's been pulling the brains <laughs> since episode one. I think that's going to get confirmed in this one, and we're going to see Jar Jar Binks come back in episode nine. It'll be revealed that he basically orchestrated the entire Star Wars saga from the get-go.
0: Why didn't Disney... Up. Why didn't or, Disney get us to write this film? I don't understand <laughs> why JJ,
1: why
2: did we not write your movie?
1: Go, go ahead, Those was people
2: ahead. never really gone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right. You got to bring everybody back. He was there at episode one. He'll be there at the series end. Okay. So the next one is that, uh, I think it's pretty safe to say we're going to see force ghost Luke. I also think we're going to see force ghost Yoda again. And I think we're going to see force ghost Obi-Wan played by Ewan McGregor. And I think all three of them are going to make an appearance to help train Ray. And there'll be, you know, like, a, like a training scene where they're all sharing their knowledge with Ray. And that's kind of like, it comes back to the line where he says, you know, you've got like a thousand generations living in you now mm-hmm. the, it'll yeah. be part of that. You know, all these old masters passing on their knowledge to, to Ray now.
2: Question. I yes. like what you're saying there in that scenario, we'll we a training montage with eye of the tiger playing.
1: Thank
0: God. Yes. Yes. What we're going to you're going to get is uh, you're going to get um, <laughs> you're going to get who's the guy that does, John Williams is going to do a version of that
1: song. Yes. And he's going to Star Wars it up <laughs> and it's going to be. Ha, 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 but it's going to be sung by that um, alien lady from the special edition. Uh, oh. Java's Palace. <laughs> oh, God. I love it. How about I? I
0: Maybe they could bring back that one singer from Solo. That was kind of fun. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) Okay, now the one I think is actually likely is we've we've already seen, you know, from the trailer that some scenes take place on a desert planet. I think that planet's going to be Tatooine. And I think that's going to happen towards the very end of the movie, because I think the movie is going to end on Tatooine. That's kind of where the whole thing started. Oh shit. JJ would probably. Yeah. Okay. Why are they going back? Why are they going back, though? uh, I don't know why they'll go back, but they're going to figure out a way to get back. Yeah. And that's where the series is going to end. Right. Well, if they pulled
2: in some stuff from the comics, um, like Luke found a bunch of stuff in Obi Wan's hut, so maybe they need to get something out of that.
1: Yep. Plus, we know uh, Luke trained, you know, it didn't happen on screen, but in sort of the expanded lore, Luke trained on Tatooine in between. Um Empire and Return of the Jedi. That's apparently where he assembled his green lightsaber. So he may have had like an area that he trained at there. So that, you know, Ray may go back there to train for a while. But in either case, I think that's where the series is gonna end. It's gonna end where it all started. It's gonna take place at Tatooine.
2: I like that.
0: All right, so you all ready for mine? Okay, here's my first one. J.J. is going to have the Emperor bring back Snoke to life and Luke... And then Luke will pull down a Star Destroyer from orbit while yelling, I wasn't really angry in the last film. And then Daisy Ridley will lose to Kylo Ren because that's what The Last Jedi haters wanted or something. And then Ray is going to be like, hey, Luke, I'm your daughter, right? And Luke's going to be like, he had totes, I forgot. Or maybe Leia forgot she had a daughter. Or maybe Darth Vader had another kid and that kid had another kid that was Ray. Anyways, lots of Snoke backstory. In fact, I think the entire title crawl will be Snoke's backstory, making it the greatest Star Wars film crawl in history. So that's my first one. <laughs> All right. So my second one is going to be <laughs> JJ's going to put a Gungan in a Star Wars episode nine. So it's going to be a lot like what you said, Tim. You know, it's, I don't even care what it is. Just like a Gungan in a scene, just flashing around, and bam, you got like. It's not going to be obviously. It's not going to be uh, um, Jar Jar, but just a Gungan. I've wanted a Gungan in any Star Wars movie, just in there. Although probably more realistically, we're going to get one in the Mandalorian, but whatever. Okay, so uh, but seriously though, like in Endgame, I really don't have any thoughts on what it is, and I'm really open to JJ surprising me. I sort of came into Endgame without much thought to that, and I sort of I'm going to do the same thing with Episode Nine. Now I'm going to watch all the trailers. I didn't do that with game. I only watched like one. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to be really, really good. And I also want to remind every Last Jedi person that didn't like The Last Jedi that said they weren't going to go see episode nine to remember you got to stick to your promise that you made. You know, it's going to be hard. (laughs) You said you weren't going to go 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 see see this. You said you weren't going to go see the movie. And one thing that I'm really going to enjoy is less criticism from all those people (laughs) because you never (laughs) saw the movie. How are you c- complaining about it if you never saw it? I don't. So it'll be good. It episode nine is going to be so
1: great because we're going to. Now have- is this still under the crazy predictions? Because this is definitely crazy. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but the people are going to do what they said they're going to do there's yeah. no way they're all going to go see it and then they're all going to bitch about it anyways <laughs> i'm just you remember you remember
0: the dark knight rises like in the dark knight where they put everyone in all the criminals in jail and they got clean streets for a couple weeks that would be like if everyone who hated episode eight didn't see nine the internet would be incredible after you saw the movie you know what i mean because you wouldn't hear anything bad about it. it'd be great it'd be fun
2: Seems like a thousand years ago. I fought my way out of that cave, became Iron Man. Realized I loved you.
0: I know I said no more surprises, but I was
2: really hoping to pull off one last one.
0: According to the Google Avengers in game plot synopsis, a drift in space with no food or water. Tony Stark sends a message to Pepper Potts as his oxygen supply starts to dwindle. Meanwhile, the remaining Avengers, Thor, Black Widow, Captain America, and Bruce Banner must figure out a way to bring back their vanquished allies for an epic showdown with Thanos, the evil demigod who decimated the planet and the universe. And before we get into our spoiler-free thoughts of Endgame, Thanos' snap took one extra person from this show, Tim... You're about to get dusted. Anything you want to say before you leave us?
1: Uh, just that I'm really sad that I can't uh, join in the discussion here, but unfortunately my plans to go see the movie fell apart. And so I was not able to get to see it by recording. Instead, I will have to wait and go see it on my birthday next weekend. So enjoy your uh, discussion, gentlemen. Sorry, I can't join you. And I look forward to uh, being on the next episode and catch up on all of your thoughts After I actually get to see the movie.
0: Your thoughts, Travis? Spoiler free for Avengers
2: Endgame. I have a lot to say about this. Most of it is spoilery, but like to sum up my thoughts on it in two words. Holy shit. This was such a good movie. Like, I, I think. It's not my favorite out of all the all the MCU, but. I think it might be the most satisfying MCU film, just the way like it kind of masterfully tied up everything that we've seen since 2008. It was, it was so beautifully done. I felt like the pacing of it was just perfect. It was three hours and it didn't feel like two. Uh, It never felt rushed. It never felt slow. And, yeah aside from a couple of issues that i have with it which i'm sure we'll get into in the spoiler discussion um i i can't say enough good things about it if you've been watching this since 2008 and you were hoping for something that was just like the perfect send off for the series i mean this is it i kind of think that they could have just decided we're going to stop making MCU movies and this would have been like the perfect final movie. I'm glad they're going to keep making them. I'm really looking forward to Spider-Man far from home, but like this would have just been a perfect ending for all of it. Um, yeah. Aside from the, my spoiler spoilery thoughts, that's about all I got though.
0: Thanks Travis. So I I'm, I'm with you. I I think that this is a satisfying end to the MCU phase, whatever we are in right now. Apparently doesn't end with end game. It ends with Spider-Man far from home. That said, practically speaking, I think it ends with Endgame, game and I'm really happy with how it, how it sort of wrapped things up. I've heard some people say that the runtime was too long, but the only thing that really noticed the runtime was my lower back. Every other part of me was so in, um, so rest in peace, my back. Um, I hope hopefully Thanos can crack that or snap that back end maybe. But um, (laughs) if I had this movie on Blu-ray, I'd have watched it again Um, and I might catch it in theaters again if I had the chance. And I really like to because there's a lot of things I want to talk about that I sort of forgot and some of the time. Anyway, something to do. We'll we'll talk about that a little bit later, but I'm. I really want to watch it again because there's a lot of things I want to catch again differently. So we're going to, of course, review this again when the when the Blu-ray comes out. But I think oh, yeah. it's different than Infinity War, which I really appreciate when I watch these back to back. I think the lighter tone of in-game and sort of the different approach really help out. But I suppose you could stick Captain Marvel and then Ant-Man versus the wa- Ant-Man versus the wa- Ant-Man <laughs> and Wasp in there in the middle. And that would kind of help. But I, I really sort of view them as the same and very you should watch them, you know, close proximity. And I can't wait to do that. Right. When it comes out on Blu-ray, I'm going to watch Infinity War. And then the next day I'm going to buy Endgame and watch it. And that's going to be so much fun just to see how they totally, you know, mesh together. So I think Endgame kind of pulls the last Jedi. And then it does a, quite a few things I didn't expect. And I was really happy with the result. We'll talk about those in spoilers. Uh, But since the film's, like I said, receiving almost nearly universal acclaim, it seems everyone else really appreciated that, too. So that's Mm -hmm. really cool. Um, And I'm going to sort of end my spoiler free thoughts the same way I'm going to approach my ghost scale writing. This film is critic and ratings proof. What I think about it does not matter. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. it doesn't matter if the movie was good or bad. It's going to make all the money. And I think that's actually pretty cool because the movie is going to. Is resonating with people regardless of what any critic thinks about it. And I actually like that about this movie. You know what I mean? Um, my only thought, though, and this is something I want to talk about, you know, post credit, you know, post spoilers with you too, Travis, which is what. I wasn't always an MCU fan. Now, I saw the original Iron Man in theaters back in 2008. I loved it. After that, wasn't so into the other MCU films. I got into the MCU films with Ragnarok and Infinity War. Ragnarok was like, wow, this is really great. Infinity War. I'm like, I'm in. I am kind of a fan now. I just there were a lot of MCU movies that came to theaters. Hmm. I didn't go see them all. It was really Ragnarok, Black Panther and Endgame that really got me in. So interesting. Interesting. For, yeah, yeah, I just, I skipped a lot of films. I just didn't even see them, you know what I mean, in the theaters. I'd see them, you know, just way later and that kind of thing. So for me, post-Endgame, I'm wondering if I'm going to be along for the ride. Because Endgame felt like such an end that I wonder how they're going to boot, boot boot things back up moving forward. But this is something let's talk about a little bit after spoilers, you know. Yeah. Um, but I'm curious where where we're going. I am too. And if I'm going to be interested, because honestly you mentioned far from home and you're in, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm going to see that in the theaters. I don't know. I just don't know.
2: Hmm. Yeah. I'll definitely see that one in the theaters. Um, I mean, I'll probably see all of them in the theater until they start signing, yeah. but the, yeah. I'm kind of concerned that they're, they're kind of, I don't want to say they're scraping the bottom of the barrel because honestly, I've never read these comics, but they're, have some movies slated that I've are for heroes and teams that I've never really heard anybody talk about. So I'm kind of wondering what the appeal is there. And I guess, you know, they're trying to branch out, but I'm kind of wondering where they're going with all of it. I'm optimistic about it. I'll watch it. I mean, I thought that guardians of the galaxy was a really strange pick, but that was one of my favorites. So yeah, I mean, I'm optimistic, but it's kind of odd.
1: All we can do is our best.
2: And sometimes the best that we can do is to start over.
0: So Travis and I are going to talk spoilers now. So I want to let everyone know that that's what we're going to do. So if you haven't seen Endgame, I I, I really recommend that you just don't listen to this. Because <laughs> there's a lot there. And, and the internet's been actually really great about not spoiling Endgame. And in fact, it's one of the first real pushes by by people, nerds and the studio where don't spoil the end game has actually worked really well. So, um, so yeah, so I, I, just recommend it. If you have any thought to see this in the theater, I just would come back to this discussion when you've seen the film. So what we're going to do is we're going to walk through each of the end of each of Avengers Endgame's main beats. And I sort of broke this up into about four chunks. You could break this up any other way. It's just so Travis and I can talk about, the main stuff that I, you know, that we sort of feel is the main stuff. So we're going to stop with the first one. So, um, immediately, um, Tony and. Nebula are saved by Captain Marvel. Um, and they meet up with the Avengers and they immediately go to Thanos' home planet <laughs> and they kill him. Straight up in the first 10 yep. minutes of the movie. <laughs> Which was entirely surprising and exactly what I wanted to see. They didn't mess around. They're like, we found you and bam, he has no arm and bam, he's got no head. Thor just takes it clean off. Travis. Wow. What was that? What were you like in the theater when you saw that? They just were like losing no time for that. Right.
2: There were audible gasps around me when that happened. And I was one of them. Like I w- I wasn't expecting that to happen that early. And like, you know, like, holy shit, guys, we found him. Let's go get him. Like, wait, what? How can you go get him? What the hell are you doing? But yeah, that worked really well for me. Um, I th- I thought that one interesting note I talked about in one of our Infinity War reviews, how dumb Thanos' plan was, because in 50 years, the population is going to be back to where it was. And he destroyed the stones, so he can't just keep snapping his fingers every 50 years. So he kind of fucked up his own plan there <laughs> with destroying the gauntlet or destroying the stones. But um Yeah, I thought that the first I I think one of my favorite parts of the movie happened basically right after the intro with Clint and his family getting dusted, which was like Tony and Nebula playing like paper football. I thought that was like one of the cutest and most heartwarming things that I've ever seen in, in, in an MCU movie. It was just like Nebula kind of becoming human. She's been this kind of cold, unfeeling being this whole time, and she's kind of starting to kind of cool off a bit. And I thought that was that was a really great nod, and we'll get more into Nebula later I'm sure, but her, she really shined in this movie. She was great. But yeah, yeah, Thor, Thor taking off Thanos' head there was pretty epic, even if it didn't quite bring Thor out of his funk.
0: <laughs> Poor Thor. Yeah. Yeah, let me talk about that that a little later. Yeah, I, I really appreciated that they were just racing to kill him because this is and I really, really enjoyed that nebula scene, too, because, you know, it's a three hour film and you can add, you know, character moments like that in there. Those fun things when I think about my favorite scenes in movies it's not a lot of action scenes i mean i can name a handful of action scenes that i really enjoy it's mostly just the character development that makes the action scenes you know you, you sort of build to it so so i really like that a lot and one of the things that it did right away where they kill Thanos in like the first 10 minutes is it's like okay well then where are we headed you, you almost don't even know and yeah. that's why i really really appreciate it about it now i've got questions and i've got questions later we're going to do a questions section about Thanos in general and the two versions of Thanos that we see in this movie. But um, really cool, really cool that they did that. So the second um, phase, I would think, is um, the. Everyone dealing with the fact that Thanos is dead and they did not bring people back like people are still Mm -hmm. dead and the movie deals with people being dead, which which is kind of interesting. Did you notice that when they were when Captain America was doing the self help group? That that was one of the directors, the Russo
2: brothers. Yeah, it was one of the Russos. Yeah,
0: very cool. I I really enjoyed that quite a lot. I'm like, oh, it's one of the directors. He's talking about his brother. (laughs) It's like as if he got snapped. I thought that was a fun moment. I'm like, wow, this guy can act. Okay, okay, (laughs) that's cool. So what happens basically is the Avengers are um, basically you know Black Widow's in charge, and she's sort of coordinating between Captain Marvel, um, Rocket. and um, the the folk from uh, it's not Okoye I don't know what her name is she's she's one of the Wakandan uh, generals uh, with trying to make sure that Earth is safe basically and they're trying to track you know people down I, I think they've at this point it's five years after they do a five year sort of go um, a five year uh, advancement in the story and people have sort of given up on trying to fix the situation and they're just trying to deal with it it's really dark it's very post-apocalyptic as well so what happens is scott Lang slash ant-man leaves the quantum realm thanks to a rat who just kind of does a dance on his um on the panel in his van so that rat needs a backstory so i think disney's gonna get to that
2: yeah when i got out of the movie i sent for all you listening out there i sent john a text like um Doctor Strange saw millions of possibilities where they lost and one where they won. And the one possibility that he saw where they won was the one that the rat happened to press the right button on that control panel to let Scott out. (laughs) That's
0: exactly right, because uh, Ant-Man getting out. Basically, they have a discussion with Tony Stark slash Iron Man and like, hey, you know, I think we can do we can we can solve this with time travel, we need your help. And he says, no, but then what I think is really funny is Tony Stark's like, you know, I think I can do the time travel thing. Like, let's just, let's just try it. It's <laughs> just, I got five minutes. I got five minutes and he doesn't like f- two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> he he's not time yeah. travel in two minutes, which is like, you know, in any other Iron Man movie, which I really like when he's like making his suit, it's taken like kind of weeks and he's wrecking his house you know he's like smashing it up and he's like hammering things and this movie does time travel like two minutes it took doc brown years tony yeah
2: i guess it's possible that we saw him like at the end of his two or three weeks working on it and just the time passage wasn't conveyed well but yeah that does seem a little bit fast but you know it's a three-hour movie they gotta They got to compress stuff down a bit. I love Tony in this, by the way. Yeah, I am not a Tony Stark fan by and large. Um, But the five years later, Tony has grown so much. I love who he is after that. And I felt like it was a great way to, well, we're in spoilers. I'll go ahead and say this. It it was a great movie to send him off. I I loved him in this.
0: Yeah. He's got a family. He's pepper and him are hitched. He's got a kid. Morgan Stark, I believe is her name. Uh, you know, she's like four and or five because again, you know, they they probably immediately started getting busy and then she'd be five or four or something like that. So it was very cool. So Tony's got a kid. Um, so um, Tony Stark quickly invents time travel and then it becomes a fun time heist movie where they make jokes about Back to the Future Two, where the movie basically becomes Back to the Future, <laughs> Future Two, <laughs> which is incredible. Which then it then the movie uh becomes something entirely different. I think this movie is like, it seems like it's almost three movies in one. The first movie is the post-apocalyptic killing Thanos movie. The second movie is the time heist romp through the MCU. And their big idea is we're going to go steal the infinity stones at all the points that we know they exist. So we can go back to the future and snap everyone back. Travis, Travis, What was what did you think about the time heist movie romp through the MCU?
2: Okay, so I loved it, but I do have a question about their you know, the way that the ancient one explained to Bruce how like the timeline works. It seemed like everything was dependent on the infinity stones being there when they were supposed to be, but like it doesn't matter what else happens because they kind of mess things up and it doesn't seem like that's going to affect the present timeline is did did they actually make new timelines that we're just not seeing or,
0: Oh, they made new timelines for sure. And this is what I think they made new timelines and those new timelines are going to become the TV show timelines.
2: Oh, interesting.
0: Right. So you saw, so we saw in one of the timelines, where they went back to the original Avengers movie, which is so great. They brought back the original Avengers shot. You know that shot where they're doing that circle, where Joss Whedon does that circle around the Avengers. It's that total money shot in the film. It's it's a classic cinema shot at this point. And um, they bring that shot back, and it's very fun. They make some Thor jokes. It's very cool. Or Sorry, uh, Hulk jokes. Really, really fun. And um, in the film, Loki's there, and they're capturing him. And Loki steals in this different timeline. He steals... The um, he steals the tesseract. My thinking is that is the timeline for the new Loki show,
2: yeah, could be.
0: And also, um, something else happens that um, Hawkeye and um, and uh, Black Widow have to make a decision for who's gonna die so they can get the the um, the infinity soul stone and uh black widow dies and i believe that there's going to be another and i think they're doing a movie with her and i think the movie mm-hmm. that they're going to do with her they're either going to bring her back to life or she's going to be in an alternate timeline film or some prequel thing so again i think a lot of the stuff that they did sets up movies or tv shows too i think they yeah do
2: and it it could be that they're kind of trying to give themselves a little bit more like room so that they can make movies that don't have to affect the main storylines. Like it could be in some other alternate universe and it doesn't matter to the the core.
0: Absolutely. So, um, and then the third part of the movie that I would say is, oh, and by the way, the time heist part of the movie is so much fun. It's just, it's like the, when I was talking about fan service, I was talking about that, you know, because it goes back to the old films it's got Tony Stark talking to his dad about being a father, which was really cool. It's got them going back to the some classic, you know, Avengers movies. I got questions. We're going to talk about one movie specifically. I don't want to talk about that one right here, but I think that it it sort of makes old movies a little bit better in some of them, and I'll talk we'll talk about that in one of my questions. But so in the third part of the movie, um, they get all the stones back. Oh, really quick before oh, go we go ahead, into the go third ahead. part. Sure, yeah, sure. I
2: I loved the um you well, first off, you talked about, you know, Tony meeting his dad and he had Jarvis with him.
0: Um, yeah. Who was the driver? Yeah. Yeah.
2: In Agent Carter, the TV series that was like two seasons long, um, Howard Stark was one of the characters and Jarvis was in there and like they brought the, a character from the TV show into the movies. And I think that's the first time they've done that. I mean, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has been going for years and they've never brought any of those TV only characters in until now. So I thought that was a nice, really nice touch. Um, But also just the fight between Captain America and Captain America was hilarious. I loved the I could do this all day. Yeah, I know. (laughs) That was one of my favorite lines in the movie.
0: My favorite line was the America's ass joke. Um, Yeah, that too. That too. Yeah, that was it's it's incredible. And by the way, uh, it is America's ass. There's no question about it. Okay, (laughs) so the third part of the film is they got all the stones back. I know I'm missing a lot of stuff here, but uh, they got all the stones back. um, They snap everyone back. And then they have a huge superhero battle, which was epic, but kind of hard to follow. And I'm not sure it was better than the Infinity War one. It was really, but it was so much fan service. I love, I really enjoyed aspects of it. I thought it was a little messy at times. It wasn't quite as tight as the Infinity War battle. Um, But when Captain, Captain America can use swings around Molnir, you know, because he's worthy. That's such fans. It was so great. The the theater went nuts. Again, I still think the scene's a little messy. Um, There's just so much they push in there, but it's but there's a lot of fun elements to it. Um, I don't know. What do you think, Travis?
2: Yeah, the uh, Infinity War battle was like on two fronts, so it was a little less cluttered because of that. And I thought that the snap actually made this movie a bit cleaner because you didn't have so many characters to follow. And then they snap back and everybody's there. And then all of a sudden, every single named character in all these movies pretty much is there fighting. And it's a bit of a mess. But I mean, it was, you know, it, it was chaos. That's what it was supposed to be, I guess. So it worked. But man, you, you mentioned Cap with Mjolnir, and that was there was a girl sitting like two seats down from me who was literally bouncing up and down when this happened. And I think she like cheered and threw her fist it, in yeah. the air. And like, sure. it, it was, it was a badass scene. And I I loved Thor saying, yes, I knew it.
0: Absolutely. I mean, and that was a,
2: that was kind of uh, a yeah. uh, reference back to age of Ultron when he yes. almost budged it there a little bit.
0: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really cool. So, um, So in the final scene, uh, in the final aspect of it, um, Tony Stark, he sacrifices himself to snap um, Thanos and all of his baddies out of existence. So they get the Infinity Gauntlet and they snap everyone out of it Um, and uh, Thanos gets dusted. Uh, But it's not the Thanos from the Infinity War film. It's actually Thanos from. Uh, nine years before so Mm -hmm. that's kind of an interesting element which is thanos sort of when they go back in time finds out about them trying to screw with the timeline and he tries to fs up which is kind of cool because it brings back everyone that died all of his bad guys that died from infinity war but it's also an entirely different thanos character um i want to so i kind of want to talk about that a little bit here travis but i had some questions so was Thanos... Okay, so when they arrive to kill Thanos in the beginning of Endgame, right? Thanos has just eaten fruit, right? On his farm, you know, his hippie farm or whatnot, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. He snapped the Time Stone... He snapped all the Infinity Stones out of existence, right? So they couldn't take the Infinity Gauntlet and do it. But he doesn't even do anything at that point. Nothing. He doesn't do anything. He just sits there and dies, basically. And then when you're watching... Endgame, you notice that 2009 Thanos is a badass who can just wreck everyone and does not does not give anyone any quarter. He doesn't talk to people. He just he just wastes people, essentially. He's a huge dick. He's just totally... Sure. I liked Infinity War Thanos way better. Infinity War Thanos is like nine years more mature, talks to people, seems to give a shit. 2000 and whatever, Thanos is kind of a dick. My question is... Was he being nice in Infinity War or something? Was he like pulling punches or something? I don't know. I've heard people think that he was, but I'm curious what you think about that, because apparently he could have wrecked them all on his hippie farm, but he didn't. So was Infinity War Thanos a nicer person?
2: Well, I I think that the, the Thanos they fight at the beginning of Endgame was clearly pretty heavily injured after the stones blew up. Like, his arm was all messed up before they cut it off. Yeah, but then he doesn't even try. He doesn't even do anything. I mean, it could just be that his work is done and he doesn't care.
0: Yeah, I think that might be true.
2: But, yeah, one one thought that I did have about that is that, you know, if they're making a new timeline, that fight kind of entirely saves one timeline because the Thanos was never there to do the snap the first time.
0: That's absolutely true. yeah. Yeah.
2: So it's it's interesting how they play with time, and I wonder what the effects of that will be. But yeah, well,
0: it means all the Infinity Stones are still in that universe, right? Mm, yeah, yeah.
2: The interesting
0: thing about the Infinity Stones is that it seems that their power is th- cross timelines. I wonder if you did a sna- if you snapped a wish or whatever, if it would affect an alternate timeline. That seems kind of op as hell, honestly. So every timeline has to keep people away from them. I don't know. It's <laughs> weird. This is comic book, weird stuff. So um, that sort of happens with Thanos. He's snapped out by um, Stark and they give Stark a really cool funeral. Like everyone's there from every MCU film, including the kid from Iron Man three. And I'm like, who's that kid? And then I read later. It's the kid. Yeah, from I Iron know. Man I had
2: to look that up too.
0: Um, so Thor makes Valkyrie, the King of Asgard which I think is really good. I think that was a great choice for him to do that. He doesn't want to be the king and he makes her that. Um, no. Thor-
2: he's never really wanted to be a ruler. He just no. wants to kind of do his own thing. So.
0: Well, I think he did in maybe the first movie when he was a dick, but you know, sure. then he kind of like sort of lost that over, over time. Then Thor joins the Guardians of the Galaxy, which I was shocked, not shocked, but really surprised, but happy with cuz Thor's going to keep rolling, Travis Thor. He's not done. He's
2: not done. Yeah, I'm glad of that. I don't don't know if they're going to stick to the trilogy thing. And like once the Thor Ragnarok was the third one, he won't get any more movies. But if that's the case, I'm really glad that he's going to be in the next Guardians because I after Ragnarok, I just want to see more of Thor because that was hilarious. And the way he plays off all the Guardians is just it fits that same Ragnarok humor really well. So I'm glad to see more of that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. If they just I mean. Maybe Hemsworth just wants to keep doing movies. I I think he should stay in as long as he can. (laughs) They're they're super great. So Captain America basically takes the Infinity Stones and returns them to their point of origin. And then he doesn't come back. And then you have a really cool scene with him as an old person where he talks to Sam Wilson. uh, And he passes on the shield to Sam, who becomes the new Captain America. And Quill is searching for Gamora because in the film, Gamora dies uh, in infinity war and she's not brought back. It's just that she is, she comes forward. She's the person from like nine years ago who comes back. So she's alive, but it's not her exactly. Right. Um, which is interesting. So I guess the guardians are going to try to go find her and that kind of thing. So it brings her back, but with a hitch, I suppose. So yeah. going to lots of interesting developments with guardians. And I think that captain America handing Sam the shield I believe there was going to be a Winter Soldier slash... It's not Hawkeye, but what's the guy with the wings? What's his name again? I forget. Falcon. Falcon Show. Yeah. So I guess he's going to be Captain America.
2: I I hadn't heard about that show.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So...
2: Yeah, I was really expecting that to go to Bucky. Like in the comics, Bucky was Captain America for a while. So that's what I was expecting. But I, I have a question for you on that. Right before... Uh, Cap goes back in time to deliver the Infinity Stones. Bucky is like, gives him a huge hug and's like, I'm going to miss you so much. And then everybody else is like, no, he's just going to be back in like five seconds. No big deal. And when he finally, well, they finally notice that he's sitting on a bench as an old dude and they're all walking over, Bucky doesn't seem surprised at all. So I think, do you think Bucky knew somehow that that's what was going to happen?
0: That's entirely possible. I'd have to watch it again. I kind of didn't. I didn't even catch that. That hat was like, oh, I'll see you in a while. I didn't even catch that. That's why I kind of want to watch it again.
2: I kind of wonder if he he asked Bucky, like, hey, I'm going back and I'm not going to come back to the present. Do you want to come with me? Right. And, you know, they could both reclaim the lives they lost because of the experiments done on them.
0: Yeah. One of the cool things I like is that it keeps Captain America alive in the MCU you know and there's plenty of ways to make him not old again you know but it seems like Tony Stark wanted to be out and Captain America's still around you know so I think that's pretty interesting
2: yeah he's around but I don't think he wants I I think he wanted out as well because I mean basically he's been living since the 50s or whatever totally out of the limelight so I think he wanted some retirement I keep telling everybody they should move on some do. And not us.
1: Even if there's
0: a... All right, so Travis posted on Cheerful Ghost about some predictions. Uh, Travis, what did people post?
2: Well, I posted a ton of them, and I'm not going to read them all verbatim. I'm going f- like to blast through them really quick because, there's, like I said, there's a ton. But um, I thought that Captain America and Iron Man would both be written out. I didn't know if they would die or not, and that was checked off Uh, I thought they would set up a kid to take up the mantle of Iron Man and maybe they did I think they did I I think it was either
0: the kid from Iron Man 3 or it was his daughter or his daughter
2: yeah yeah that's what I was thinking either of those could work Um, I predicted that we'd see Bucky take over from Cap but that did not happen Uh, I thought that Thor and Hulk would be around afterwards which they were and okay I was actually surprised about this one like I've been thinking since Ragnarok that they might make the Professor Hulk tie into this and like five years later you see Bruce and first off it's like he's already done like I thought they would just like set up plans for him to do that in the future but nope he was already there so yeah I got I nailed that one better than I thought I would Uh, I think Loki is probably alive. I'm not sure if I was right about that one, because, you know,
0: he's alive in an alternate timeline. (laughs) Well, is
2: he, though? Because, I mean, he pops out with he escapes with the Tesseract. But did he that same Loki eventually end up on the bridge and get killed by Thanos? Who knows? So I guess possibly. Um, I predicted that Gamora was permanently dead, and I guess that's kind of... She is, but she isn't, because... The she past was permanent,
0: dead but they brought yeah. back another one. They copied yeah. her, basically.
2: I thought that either Natasha or Clint would die, and I thought that it would probably be Clint, but it was, it was not. I was really surprised by that scene, but I really liked it. Uh, how they... It kind of was a nice juxtaposition to the Thanos scene, where he just took Gamora and threw her off, but... Nat and Clint were fighting with each other over who would sacrifice themselves. I thought it was a good kind of balance there. Uh, and I thought either Rhodes or Falcon would die, and neither of them died. Um, I thought they would do a setup for the Guardians and Thor working together.
0: Did you read these... Spo- did, I mean, I'm just curious. Did you read spoilers beforehand? I did this not. this is good stuff. I mean, this is really... I mean, you when I came right, cause I didn't read this before the movie and I'm glad because you pretty much nailed so much of it. And then I read it after I'm like, clearly he got this from somewhere, but this is all from your mouth. This is good.
2: good no, I, 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 I'm thinking about half and half, honestly, but like some of the, like I was rewatching, um, Ragnarok and infinity war through. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure they're eventually going to get to professor Hulk. They had, they have to, but I think it was just, I spent like a solid week thinking about these, and that makes sense that kind of helped um yeah i thought they would set up infinity war uh no sorry i thought they would set up the guardians and thor working together in a future movie which they did i was hoping we would get more corrigan meek and we did i'm glad they're still alive (laughs) this one this was kind of an easy mode prediction but i thought I said, I don't think Ant-Man will fly up Thanos' butt and expand to kill him. But something about the quantum realm will be important. And, of course, it was because they used that for time travel. That was easy. But, you know, when you think about it, really, uh, um, Ant-Man could just take out anybody he wanted. All he has to do is fly up their butts and expand, and they're dead.
0: Well, it's funny because I was making this (laughs) joke so much around my wife. And she said, firstly, stop making this joke. It's so stupid. I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, he could fly in his mouth. It's easier. And I was like, oh. So oh, she destroyed it all. She's like, she could to fly up his nose or his mouth. It's the d-. She's like, he'd have to go under his underwear. It's so dumb. I'm like, yeah, but it's funnier if he flies up his butt. She's like, yeah, but it's not practical.
2: So she well, just kind of
0: destroyed it all for me, honestly. You, you could, could, could just fly up his mouth.
2: argue that somebody might see him if they're in front of his in front of their faces. You he know? can go really can, small, though. I mean. Yeah, true. I also thought that we'd see more of shield. Like shield would come back to more power and that did not happen. I thought fury would either die or retire and that didn't happen. Um, I thought they would mess up the timeline and maybe they did. Who knows? You um, should
0: delete this post. Cause most of this is just wrong. I, everything you had before was, you know, was mostly I know, right. I know. If you delete this one, <sighs> then you're pretty much, you're pretty much
2: Nostradamus. Anyways, continue. I know. I know. Um, I thought that, where was I? Right. Yeah, I thought that Thanos might not even be the big, like, plot of the story. I thought they might undo everything Thanos did and then have to fix the timeline after that. And I guess, you know, there's some timeline work they did, but that one didn't pan out either. Um, I'm kind of disappointed in this one. I thought that Tony would work with Wakanda on something because, you know, two technological powerhouses working together. But no, they did not. Um I said that Captain America would no Captain Marvel would deliver most of the damage to Thanos but wouldn't be the one to actually take the final blow. Uh she didn't take the final blow either time but she also didn't do most of the damage either time I don't think so half and half. Um and I thought we would see lots of hints from the previous movies that we basically just ignored and that was kind of another easy mode prediction. Um lastly, I thought that Vision would come back and I thought that was kind of an obvious one since there's going to be a TV show with him in it, but I think your prediction about them taking that show taking place in another timeline is how that's going to work. Because I can't really imagine uh Wanda and Vision story taking place anytime before Endgame. I feel like it's all kind of been filled in well enough, so I think yours is the most likely theory.
0: I think prequels are a problem for the most part. And I would yeah. get around them by just if it's in an alternate timeline, it's easy. It's just how do you usher that in, explain it and have people get it? But I think
2: it's simpler to do that. So Will Ball said, I think it will end with Starchild from 2001. Uh, will, I think you're a little off with that one, but I like where you were thinking. Adam says that. I had a theory about Endgame, but if it were true, it would retcon Infinity War and make it not as good of a movie. Basically, I wondered if Thanos was being influenced by Death to come up with the snap. In the comics, Thanos wants to woo Death, and that's why he kills off half of everyone, so I wondered if in Endgame we find out that Death has been pulling the strings, and another cosmic being like Eternity, Infinity, or Oblivion would have to step in to bring the universe back to actual balance but the more i thought about the theory it would hurt thanos's character in infinity war so i don't think that will happen that would have been an interesting way to do it i'm i really prefer the way they did it in the movie but you know where he said that it would hurt thanos's character in infinity war i think it would give him like a clearer out to not be just like a complete piece of shit so i think it would have helped his character a bit <laughs> Adam also said, but I could see the Avengers accidentally making things worse by playing with time and the quantum realm, trying to fix reality and a cosmic being needing to step in. I don't know if that would be satisfying, though, as it could easily turn into a deus ex machina situation. And that one also didn't pan out, but I think we had a couple of potential deus ex machina situations where, uh, you know, had Captain Marvel not been... In the right place at the right time, Tony and Nebula were just like on the brink of death until she showed up. So I think there were a couple of those, but nothing really major.
0: It remains to be seen if the Avengers didn't cause any damage. They fixed their timeline. Who knows what they did, you know, to other ones. So I think that remains to be seen so you know when you start messing with time like they you know they just might ignore all that but they could also do something with it so Dr. Strange mice you know what I mean it just depends on what film is gonna gonna sort of deal with that but thanks everyone for their predictions that was a lot of fun
2: yeah even if there's a small chance we owe this to
0: everyone who's not in this room to try So before we get into our review of Avengers Endgame, I wanted to talk about some questions I had. Uh, Travis, the first question is, um, does Endgame make Thor The Dark World a better movie? Um, because surprisingly enough, it's one of the films they go back to in their time yeah. heist.
2: I don't think it really makes it a better movie. I kind of like that they... They referenced it because it's one of the not so very well-loved movies in the MCU with, you know, I, I with good reason. It's, maybe it's, the
0: Hulk is, I don't know, maybe the Dark World might get the most trash. I think I think the Hulk is worse, but yeah.
2: Agreed. Yeah. No, I don't think it makes it a better movie, but I think it adds to the lore of it. And I'm kind of like, if I ever watch that one again, and I probably will, it'll be fun to see. Oh, hey, this is where Thor would have been running around drunk
0: <laughs> we're also going to get into a few complaints that we had travis what were some of the qu- complaints that you had from endgame
2: i don't have that many uh, and they're all minor but it's I mean, it's mostly nerd stuff like they pretty much set up in guardians of the galaxy that mere mortals can't hold infinity stones yes and star everyone's Lord. everyone's
0: touching them now yeah, yes yeah,
2: star right. lord was half God, and it still almost ripped him apart. But now Clint can just hold one and no problem. I think with Bruce, with but he had those
0: gloves on. Travis special (laughs) gloves, (laughs) maybe. No, I totally get what you're saying.
2: Yeah, I think with with the Hulk, you could make some arguments because he said it was mostly gamma radiation, so maybe he could hold it no problem. But yeah, Clint holding it was a problem, minor one, and you know, okay, maybe they just missed something that that's not really a big deal. But it was still a thing. Um. I kind of wish that they would have made like Thor kind of grow out of his funk faster because it seems like he wasn't really Thor until the end of the movie.
0: Can I explain why I think
2: they may have done that? Sure. Firstly,
0: it's hilarious and it gives a bunch of people something to cosplay as for Halloween, by the way. And Fortnite
2: survived the snap, by the way, which is kind of hilarious.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Enough people work for Epic to be able to keep Fortnite going, but um, still to, to keep the game going or whatnot. I think that two things in this film they did to balance the the power level of the movie. One of them is they took Thor. They made him Fat Thor. And I think partly because he was so OP at the end of Infinity War. It's like he could wreck anybody. Right. So if you make if you take him down it makes it more realistic that that final battle they'd have with Thanos, he wouldn't just wreck him in the first second. Right.
2: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Secondly,
0: so I think they did it for comedic effect and because they needed to really nerf someone. And secondly, I think it also poses a problem for Captain Marvel. She's essentially Superwoman, right? And so what they do, they clearly don't know how to use her too much. They basically are like, they use her. And she, in the beginning of the movie, she's like, yeah, I'm just hanging out. I, I saved Tony and Nebula and I'm like, cool, I'm going to go hang out on these other planets because they need me bye. And it's like, well, you know, that she would have been super essential, but then it would have been the plot, right? Like yeah. Superman, you know, and then in the final battle, like Thanos has to pick up an infinity stone just to punch her in the face, right?
2: <laughs> Which was a great scene, by the way, when he just yeah. pulled an infinity stone off the gauntlet and punched and then put it back. That was really cool.
0: It was it was. But clearly, like they didn't know kind of how to use Captain Marvel in this movie and the Superman problem and that kind of thing. Yeah, Um,
2: I thought they did a good job with that, like writing things for her that are more important for her to be doing so that she's not there. That that is kind of the only way I could think to handle that.
0: uh, Agreed. And it seems like a lot of her scenes were shot later in pickups. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised that they were able to get her in there and have it be as good as it was, you know what I mean? So cool. I thought she was going to be more of an integral character. She wasn't, which is fine, but it's just, it's kind of a problem, not yeah. a problem, but a quip. I just thought she would be anyways. You, you had more.
2: Yeah, I have a couple more. Again, these aren't huge, but, um, I and we've already talked about one is the way they handle like timeline stuff and, uh, they kind of played a little fast and loose with it. And I hope that they just come back and address that in the future in other movies that like what we thought was fine is not actually fine and they have to fix it somehow. But uh, last but not least,
0: didn't you get the memo, Travis, when you make jokes about other time travel movies and say, we're going to do it better than those, then it just (laughs) wipes away all time travel sins. But uh, which I thought was very fun, but I think that's how they kind of dealt with the fact that they, they screw with time more than Back to the Future 2.
2: Oh, did. they do. So, they really do.
0: Right, because you create a new timeline each time you travel in time. So when Captain went back to put the stones back, he created branches then. You know, it would be a different timelines then. It doesn't matter, whatever. But, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead and continue.
2: Yeah, my last complaint is maybe half complaint, half question. Pepper has always been kind of trying to get Tony to right. lay, lay down... The Iron Man suit and yes, live, yes. but then she sh- shows up in the rescue suit at the end to fight along with everybody, and I, I kind of waffle back and forth between Pepper wouldn't do that. That's just not really her character, and Pepper realizes like this has to be done, so she wants to be a part of it and show up and do what she can. So I'm, I'm, like I said, it's kind of half complaint. But what did you think about that?
0: I think that that was. The kitchen sink. I think that's the a writing thing, you know, like a like they wanted to put everything in, give everyone everything they could have with not considering characterization as much. Right. So there are aspects of Infinity War that I think regresses what a character had progressed to in a previous film. Agreed. And they did it because that's who the characters like. Essence is. So I think that you saw this kind of stuff happen in the movie to give people kind of this fan servicey moment, kind of give them a cool moment, but wasn't exactly true to maybe what the character would do. Would but if you look at Iron Man 3 in that film, you know, Pepper's basically a superhero, right? Which I do not think yeah. they should have undid that at the end of the movie. I think she should have been continued and then Tony just fixed it up and made it so she didn't have the downside or whatever. And then she would have been fighting. It would have been cool, but it did, does whatever this, this, that, and the other. So I think that there are other people in the films that got, I think the quill problem is a little bit bigger in infinity war where he's sort oh, of gone. No,
2: yes. You know that
0: I think that's like their take, if you think about, quill, I mean, if you think about people as in they're so always who they are and they could, they could make this leap in a film, but they're always going to kind of maybe be who they are and they're kind of going to screw up and, have a little bit of a few steps forward and a few steps back. And that's kind of how people move their life. And that makes sense, I guess. But if, if you sort of think of like, well, no, maybe he would have actually have been more evolved at that point. Like, cause if you think about the end of guardians two and then infinity war, the guardians at the end of guardians two are not dipshit morons. Right. But in infinity war, they're kind of that way. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Played for laughs, which it's, it's like, it makes sense in that kind of movie when you need to have these characters play off each other in accessible ways, but I don't think it helped their characterization. I guess I could talk about this forever in terms of how I think each character yeah. maybe wasn't exactly entirely there. But I, I think it's one of those, again, like I already said. So, yeah, I agree with you, basically.
2: I like this one.
0: So, Travis, what's your ghost scale rating of Avengers Endgame?
2: Well, if you remember back to Infinity War, like I've given a couple of different reviews for it because, you know, there's the one if you've never seen a marvel movie you shouldn't see this because you won't have a clue what's going on i'm not going to do that this time this is a must-watch movie and if you've never seen a marvel movie catch up so that you can watch this movie it's just must watch like it this bookend on the mcu was so good that you owe it to yourself to at least hit the high points of the mcu and to catch up to watch this like the way they finished things off was so well done You have to watch it.
0: So this is actually my this will be my review score that I'm gonna put out there. And it's skip it. And I'm really gonna make that my review, my rating, because it doesn't matter what my rating for this movie is like. I told you it was gonna bring up full circle at the top. This movie's critic-proof. It doesn't matter what my rating or score is. my Because my score is skip it. Does that mean you're not going to go see it? Because if it does, well, I don't know what's going on. But thank you for really putting a lot of stock into my thing. But honestly, it doesn't matter for this movie. It really doesn't. Um, because, again, it's critic-proof. And I think that's cool. Just, you know, you already know what you're going to do. <laughs> so skip it. If you want, if you want to do what John Dotson tells you to do, then don't go see it. But, <laughs> but you're not, <laughs> so I just decided that I'm going to change things up a little bit. So, skip it. Little buddy, say, My name is Finley.
1: My name is Finley.
0: And I can't watch Avengers end games because it's too scary. It's too scary. Oh. Is it scary? Yeah. What's in it? It's a that so got go back. I think we saw entirely different films.